identity is what it's really all about. What's the purpose behind it? Why are they doing things a specific way? One thing we've tried to do is supplement our key news releases with a one to two minute video clip on Twitter. We want to build closer relationships with um, our, you know, our clients as investors. And the best way to do that right now is using Instagram and Twitter. Welcome to the Exchange Feed, a podcast series brought to you by TSX. I'm your host, Caroline Hunter, Head of Company Services based in Toronto. In today's episode, we're talking about using digital strategies as a way to communicate and engage with your stakeholders. Joining me for this discussion is Hasnain Raza, COO at Market One, a leading marketing agency for public companies. We also have Trevor Desaw, VP of Corporate Development and Investor Relations at Philo Mining, a TSX-listed issuer trading under the ticker FIL. Has name Trevor, glad to have you on the exchange feed. Thanks for having us, Caroline. Thanks, Caroline. Happy to be here. All right. Well, we have a lot to cover today. You know, the digital landscape is vast and ever-changing. And what I want our listeners to walk away with are some ideas on how to leverage digital to better connect with investors and even craft new pathways to reach them. I also want to touch on, you know, what's working well in the digital space and perhaps some latest trends when it comes to digital marketing. So let's get started with content marketing generally and specifically building awareness through digital strategies even highlighting the difference between brand and identity. Hasnain, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think, you know, first of all, I think it's important to understand what the difference is between a brand and an identity. Um, a brand is something that you can see as like it's a logo, it's how a business is structured and, and, and looks like, but um, identity is what it's really all about. What's the purpose behind it? Why are they doing things a specific way? And I think every business should focus on having an identity rather than a brand. So I'll give you an example. When you think of a hotel chain like the Hyatt, very, very strong brand. But if you ask them to create a sneaker, you wouldn't really know what that would look like. Whereas if you ask Nike to create um, a hotel, you can start picturing what that hotel looked like just because they have such a strong identity. So I, I would always encourage companies to focus on having an identity rather than a brand. And the best way to start doing that is having a good content strategy uh, in place. Um, something more relevant to our listeners would be, um, you know, I think a lot of companies get excited about sponsoring a conference. I would say that's your brand. Your identity is what you would see at the conference. It's stuff that people would take away with. So I think, again, going back, focus on identity and use content to create that for yourself. Great way to set the stage there. And Trevor, over the past year, you know, Philo has established a strong identity through the use of digital strategies. Can you share with us what's been working so far? Yeah, I think in terms of establishing an identity, we built a strong presence liaising with shareholders on our social media channels. Um, our stock symbol is FIL and fill your boots, FIL your boots was a hashtag investors were already using. Uh, when commenting on our stock. And this tucked off even more after our CEO, Jamie Beck, posted a picture of himself wearing Philo branded socks. Um, and after that, loyal shareholders began requesting the socks 
and then started posting pictures of themselves with the socks on. Um, you know, I, I think this campaign worked well because it wasn't actually a campaign. It was an organic movement that just took off. And it was something that was intended to be a bit more fun and unique. So in some ways, I, I think your brand's identity just organically evolves. Good point. Now, I mentioned um, at the top of at the top of this that, you know, digital market, the digital marketing landscape is ever changing. So let's dig into some of the trends. Has name? Yeah, I think um, what I've seen at the start of this year and towards the end of last year was there's a huge rise in the macro and micro communities that are being, you know, created online. Um, I've, I've seen that people want to speak directly to the decision makers at companies. Um, and I think if you can create an organization that allows you to have those, those conversations, you can build a really strong stakeholder base. Um, and it's all coming through social apps, right? So it's Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Discord, Reddit, um, going live. So those are the ways you want to create those different types of communities, especially the micro ones. And it's a really good place to get your early adopters to believe in your brand, believe in your mission, believe in what you're doing. So um, it's it's all about creating super fans and micro communities are a good way to do that. Yeah, from my perspective, Caroline, I think, you know, in the world of finance last year, I think one of the big themes was GameStop and Robinhood and the democratization of finance. And with that, companies can no longer ignore the individual retail investor. So with that in mind, digital strategies and social media can be an effective way to reach this investor base. Um, additionally, another trend is the way people consume information. I think if you put out a long press release, there's no guarantee someone will read to the end of it. So with these two points in mind, one thing we've tried to do is supplement our key news releases with a one to two minute video clip on Twitter um, that's released real time in conjunction with the press release. Um, and in this video, our CEO will highlight the key points of the release in a concise form. And um, this has been well received. And, you know, as a reference point, our latest video had 12,500 views, 200 likes and, and almost 60 retweets on Twitter. I think that's a great strategy, distilling long press releases into small bite-sized content that you share on social. And, and that's where I want to take this conversation. You know, let zero in on social because any good digital campaign will rely heavily or rest entirely on social distribution. And with so many social platforms out there, you know, what's the best, where is the best place for companies to focus their time? And how should they be thinking about organic versus inorganic growth of their social channels? Has name? Um, I think you can't really ignore any major social channel. You know, if you're talking about the big four, maybe even the big five now, um, you want to have a corporate communications account that talks to people across all those platforms because everybody are on, you know, everybody's on different platforms. So some people prefer to consume the content on Twitter. Some people prefer to consume the content on LinkedIn or Instagram. Um, you want to be efficient across all channels. You want to be consistent. And remember that social will always be the first place people look to hear news about you. So, um, you got to be everywhere and you got to be consistent and, um, you know, use each platform for what it's, it's valuable for. I, I definitely agree with Hazen on this. Um, at Fila, we focused a bit more on Twitter, but I don't think you could ignore any social media channel. Um, 
I think the biggest thing is to have a coherent strategy and be timely, transparent, and consistent across the different media platforms. Good point. And, and there may be, like you said, Trevor, some social channels that you just focus more of your efforts on, but that doesn't mean that you're ignoring any of the rest. Um, I have another question, uh, and it's the same question I had with content marketing, which is what's trending when it comes to social? Um, I think the two main ones right now is TikTok and Instagram Reels. It's a huge, huge renaissance paid for organic content. Um, it's it's such a great opportunity for companies to get a share of voice. Um, it's the first time I've seen something like this in five, six years where organic content can be so powerful. Um, I think Instagram continues to dominate um, and public companies continue to be more active on there. Um, shifting a little, a little bit away from uh, Facebook. Another, another algorithm that's piqued my interest quite a bit recently is um, LinkedIn's. They are encouraging you to share posts. Um, and if you have a low budget and you don't really want to spend a lot on advertising, focusing on TikTok or Instagram Reels or LinkedIn's, um, on, or LinkedIn's platform, it's a really good way to reach thousands of people without spending really any money. Um, there is a catch though. Uh, there's always a catch. You have to create really, really good content for people who want to engage and share the stuff with um, with others. So um, have an active profile, create really good content, um, and you'll see that you'll get people consuming your stuff way more than um, than before, at least from the last two or three years. Um, one more thing I would also encourage you to do is um, try to live stream a little bit more. Uh, I know it can seem daunting at first, but find your channel that has the most amount of followers, the most uh, engagement, and go live about even a press release and answer questions there. Um, the algorithm promotes it, and um, you can you can really find that one-to-one, -one, uh, you know, sort of communication built out between you and your shareholders. Um, I know one thing as well that we did for one of our clients is we live streamed them speaking at a conference, and what we learned was there are more people watching the presentation online than there were actually at the conference hall. So there's um, there's always a lot of opportunity with online. It's just knowing how to use it effectively. Yeah, and I want to mention a trend here that um, we can talk about, uh, which is influencers. So it's a growing marketing practice. You know, how much are we seeing of this in investor marketing? And what advice would you have for issuers considering influencer marketing? Yeah, um, influencer marketing is really interesting. Um, it's, it will, it will, I feel like it will evolve from a trend to a common marketing tactic. Um, you look at the biggest influencers out there. Um, for example, Kim Kardashian charges, I think, $200,000 per post on Instagram. It's a lot, but brands will spend it to get the ROI that they think that they know that they will get. Um, the thing with influencers that is so appealing, I think, is the fact that it offers you a fast and more direct access to a demographic that you want to target. And in, in our instance, it would be retail investors. Um, I would encourage um, issuers to look more into influencer marketing, but remember that you should always look at their audience and see if it's worth your investment. You don't want to spend money with an influencer knowing that their audience doesn't consume your content it's the wrong industry it's the wrong sector 
And even if they promise you X amount of views, which they will deliver, um, you want to look at the engagement rates. You want to look at the bottom line in terms of, is it getting me followers? Is it getting me people coming to my website? Um, is it generating leads for me? And if you think that it's not doing any of those things, then no matter what, no matter how many views you get, it's not going to be worth it. Good advice there. I would be remiss not to talk about data with both of you. And the benefit of employing digital strategies is that it provides you with something that traditional communication methods can't, and that's data. So what can each of you uh, tell us about some of the data you collect, you know, how you analyze it post-mortem and, and how that informs your strategy? Yeah, um, data will always be the focal point of knowing what the trends are and how to make the right decisions for our clients. Um, from our perspective, video is continuing to take the reins. Um, we've seen retention rates go up significantly. Um, shareability is improving so much and the views are growing exponentially. Uh, Trevor mentioned a fellow example that they ran, they got 12, 12 and a half thousand views and a ton of engagement. Um, video is so powerful. Uh, but you always have to remember that you're in a state of adapting and evolving all the time and learning. So one thing that we've taken a bit of a bold step um, internally is we're moving away from having Facebook being our main channel for our clients and shifting more towards Twitter and Instagram. Um, we know that Facebook can deliver a lot of followers, but when we look at the engagement rates, the website visitors, the leads that we can generate, it's nowhere near where they used to be. Um, but on the flip side, you look at Twitter and Instagram, those engagement rates are doubling every six months for us. So, you know, I think... It is a big take to tell our clients, hey, look, Facebook isn't going to be your main platform anymore. But I think we have to be sometimes one step ahead. And I think for us, it's we want to build closer relationships with um, uh, you know, our clients as investors. And the best way to do that right now is using Instagram and Twitter. It just feels more personal. And um, I think that's what, uh, that's what people want to see now. For us at Feel, I wouldn't say we collect data, but we do informally track engagement on our different social media platforms. Um, for us, the ultimate measure of performance is our share price, but it is nice to be able to track number of followers and engagement, such as likes, retweets, comments, and views. Um, with that, we can see how the news was perceived relative to a previous news release, and also isolate for reaction on days when the news gets caught up in general market noise. Um, additionally, through comments, we can see which key points from the press release resonated the most with our investor audience. So digital strategies do provide you with that informal, immediate feedback. Well, Hasnain, Trevor, I really appreciate the time today. There is certainly a lot to think about when it comes to employing digital strategies as a way to communicate your company story. And I appreciate your insights for our TSX and TSXV listed issuers. Thank you. Thank you for having us, Caroline. It was, uh, it was a blast. Thanks, Caroline.